Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I said what you know about it. It's the stew, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stew, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. You are listening to the Stew Food Podcast that we do. The wedding episode. It's oh, the infamous God. wedding episode. The one you thought would never come out. Yeah, it's out. I'm Jason Stewart. Hey, hello. Andre Conaparo, say hello. Hello, listeners. Did that last voice sound familiar? <laughs> Stewie. A ghost of I Indian forgot. food past has come yeah. to visit us on the food podcast. Call, call me the, the Friday night special. Ghost of Indian food pass. What up, Stewie? Hi, guys. A cheers. Hey. We missed you. I brought Rose. I missed y'all, too. What up, Stewie? I'm back. I miss. Right, if we're going to yell, let's do a step back from the mic. Oh, are we peaking there? Sorry. Just like, like if you're Mariah at the end of this episode, when you hit the high notes, move the mic a few inches away what, from your mouth. What about Mariah in the Washington Wizards jersey or dress thing? That's After that spiel, that's the last time I'm ever going to raise my oh, voice geez, on this goddamn show. Right. Jesus Christ. I was excited man. about the Rose. Yeah, hey. we're all Stewie's here. He's getting married. Hey, I hate to be the disciplinarian. Wow. But, you know. Let's edit this. Someone's got to uh, someone's got to check all these levels and make sure that our listeners. Do you, you still want, listening, Stewie? Is that what you do? Do you want do you want your mom's going. ears to get blasted in in the on the on her earbuds? I don't know why you got to sweep the leg and just bring up moms all of a sudden right off the bat. I want to hit you where it hurts. Hey Come moms, on, baby, you're stronger than that. Hi moms. Uh, also, dudes, just anybody listening to this who's not a mom, we're sorry. We, want, we we hope that your ears are good. So, uh, well, we had a moment. That's gone now. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting married. <laughs> what? If you're listening to this, uh, I'm married, basically. Yeah, if you're listening, I'm yeah, married. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. that's true. Yeah, that's Jesus right. Christ. Saturday morning, baby. You got married yesterday, bitch. Oh, God. <laughs> Sober as the day I was born. So, sure. I mean, I'm. Sober as a gopher? I'm your brother, and I'm, our, I'm, feel, I'm feeling stressed out by it. I'm Thank feeling anxiety. Yeah, me too. What? It's uh, it's channeling through me, so I can only imagine what's going on in in your body. I mean, the last time I felt like this is like when we did a pop up. Mm. It's just like so much going on. Except weddings are kind of like have... a pop up restaurant, but for uh, relationships. Ever. For our listeners at home, I know you guys are like foodies and stuff like that. Just want to explain no. what a wedding might be. Marriage is is forever. The wedding is like six hours, and it's a lot of stuff and, and orchestration, which is actually fairly analogous to doing the pop up. Which is well, why you're I getting an orchestra. I, yeah, I will. <laughs> I will. A, a quintet. There's a lot. There's a lot of moving parts. Is what you're saying. We got to get, yeah. get the guy who's going to release the doves, the guy or girl. It could be either mm-hmm. one. Stuff like that. Once, uh, once again, uh, our friend Brandon will be the the ring bearer. He's usually. Uh, Serving food at our pop-ups, but he will be the ring bear. Sick. Breaking mm. news. I have a 30-year-old man as a ring bear. Sick. Yeah. What do you mean by ring bear when you say that? Maybe he's going to hand us the rings. Mm-hmm. Sounded like some was like a code word for something. No. I got a ring bear at home. He's 30. <laughs> oh, Pretty cute. Like a leather daddy? Sure. Okay. I'll Your words, not mine. Oh, well, you probably keep it. in the closet. TallTalesPodcast.com <laughs> is the website. This one is done. <laughs> Look, I'm rusty. <laughs> we're all, I mean, we're just balls of emotion right now, and that's okay. What's happened since last week? Coachella happened last week in your restaurant, Bad Mash. Bad Mash. I heard was, uh, was everyone's fave in terms of the food that week. Oh. I heard a lot of, it, the uh, you guys were serving the chicken tiki masala poutine. Tika. 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 Masala poutine, chicken poutine, and I saw that on the on the top of a lot of uh, really? guides to best food to eat at Coachella list. Very sick. Various get it next pe- week. Uh, fr- various friends I saw tweeting about oh, how nice. it was the best thing to eat there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Maybe well, they got paid. I don't know. That's, not from us. So, uh, <laughs> uh, and a lot of people came through because of it. A lot of I saw. Uh, 
the past two nights a lot of Coachella wristbands. Oh, so, yeah. mm, very cool! Interesting like, synergy at play like for next weekend, which so. is so that's that's kind of a, a testament to just how good the food is because. If I'm at Coachella, it's 100 degrees, it's 3 p.m., I'm sweating like a whore in church, you know, the ecstasy's wearing off, what have you, the sun's beating down on you. The last thing I really feel like putting in my mouth is a, a big old thing of Indian food poutine, you I know? I actually could not agree more. <laughs> uh, but, I, I really can't sell it, uh, Just, but I, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess if you're hand-boned, Oh, you're rolling, and I, I need some food in my tummy. Like maybe, you, yeah, you want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my yeah. Uh, my. So I get it. Actually, the uh, what should we call it? The sushi place that does the hand rolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Downtown. They were their first last yeah. year. They were like their first year, right? Sugarfish related. Yeah. What's it called? Kazunori. Kazunori. They were they were my fave Coachella. Food. That makes perfect sense. Mm. And we were next to a, a Masubi spot. I was like, solicitors at, at wherever you are. Um, because it's on your phone for listeners uh, at the gym. Uh, I wasn't there because I've never been to Coachella and I have no desire to ever, ever. It's my version of ever, the tiki ever go to uh, Coachella. So I held it down, much like I did last so year. So it's one of Bird those Wars. things where, like, yeah. you've gone on this far, so you might as well just never go. I don't want to go. I've never wanted to go. That's it. I know, but like, there's certain, there's. I have a lot of things like that where, yeah. like, if I have oh. if I have not done something for an next like a long period of time, then it's more amusing to me to just never do it ever again than to than to enjoy doing it kind of thing. That's how I am with the Fast series. I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie, not one. Oh, really? Good. And I love them. As- I, I love action movies. You know, like, uh, I, that's my genre of yeah. choice. My, my They're horrible. But I've never, I've never seen it. I have that for McDonald's. What? Uh, when I when I like went vegetarian in. When I was 14 oh, or whatever, yeah, I, I proclaimed that I'm not going to go to McDonald's ever again. Still never been? Hey, do you know what? Dude, same and same. I've never done it. Act post-vegetarianism, uh, I haven't been to McDonald's. Oh, you're all crazy. I can't stand it. I think it's disgusting. I think it's disgusting, too, but I've definitely had chicken nuggies like somewhere like on the road having a hard time. I'd rather eat chicken nuggets from McDonald's than a Subway sandwich. Ooh, that's a toss. So uh, gross. Yeah, both are disgusting. I have fond memories of the Italian sandwich at, at Subway. Yeah, keep it as chicken. a memory, Playboy. Yeah, I am. I haven't been. So gross. No, years, well, that's the that's the problem with the Subway. When we were kids, we good. Had a lot of it. Now, oh my god, veggie delight, horrible. no mayo, so many veggie delights with avo. But also, I just love the smell, the Subway bread smell. I know. Yeah, it's we were like talking about that. Kind of an because well, we were. We were having ice cream at that new place in Atwater next to a subway, and you were mm-hmm. talking about how you like the smell. And I always said, I think the smell on its own, if I had never heard it before, would be fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, heard it, smelled it before, eaten Subway, but because I have an association mm-hmm. with Subway, it's not an offensive odor on its own. It's that it makes me think of how gross Subway right. is when I smell it. It has the... It's a, it's a bread smell. It's not that bad. The sense memory I agree. is of, strong. Of the grossest turkey sandwich it's ever only, made on the earth. The problem is that it's not a bread smell. It's a manufactured smell. Right. Well, somewhere in between, right? Yeah, it's just like they, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they put little essence drops in their AC and pumped it out. Oh, I see. Because you could saying. smell it from the outside. It's like, well, there's not really like a boulangerie. And it's like, yeah, it's like they're pumping that shit. Just out. saying they break bake it fresh though. Maybe we need to get somebody who used to work for Subway on. The oh, podcast. and I'm sure they just if they do bake them. I'm sure they have. That, um, that smell is too pungent. I don't, this is they like just that. get like a delivery of frozen bread logs yeah. every day, and then they just no. no I think that's, I think they literally like they have like the mix. They put it in like a no egg. way. I'm almost positive. Like, they, I, I like did, every subway actually, has a big there, ass Hobart mixer. In yeah, like they got a big Hobart. Like well, they got a thing. They'd be endlessly easier to do it yourself than to buy like the storage of all yeah, those loaves. Just still, it's insane. Yeah. But I think we should put it out to the listeners. Anybody here used to work for Subway that wants to come on, we can disguise your voice, and you want to put Subway on blast, please hit us up, because I want to hear those stories. <laughs> um, I agree. I also agree with that. Yeah, I don't know anybody, but there's got to be somebody out there. We've had friends who've worked at Subway before. I think yeah. I just read something about them like offering some kind of like unpaid like child labor thing going on. Like you could work there as an unpaid intern, okay. Oh. If you're a, if you're a minor kind of thing, 
Oh, that, that's that's weird. If you wanted to in, uh, apprentice as a sandwich artist, is that what yeah, you're trying yeah, to tell yeah. me? Oh, so you can fast track yourself when you turn 15 to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, after the Jared scandal, I think their their stock dipped. So. <laughs> For real, which is why they try to get even younger people. I to saw work there. I saw a free yeah. Jared shirt. Dark. Who would do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also like three years ago, Subway had that scandal where they had. Uh, a chemical. They announced that they're removing the chemical that's found in yoga mats from yeah. their bread recipe. <laughs> yeah, but then they did a story on NPR about how that's just like that's just an example of mass-produced, like yeah. you know, like, that those kinds of ingredients are in all kinds of food that's that true. you yeah. know, not that we eat, but you know, there's all kinds of processed food using ingredients that like. Crosses over multiple industries, whether it's like automotive or Subway's not the only offender. No, 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 no. That was just a total. Somebody caught onto it, and then Facebook page, and then just how just how United isn't the only shitty airline. That's true. Oh, that's very true. I mean, I did ask a guy that does. Did you guys hear about that? There's like a guy that got dragged off a plane, like a United flight. Nope. (laughs) Something about no. Yeah, Uh, but uh, so I knew a, a, a guy that took away the grease at Burger Lords. Sick. And I asked him what, like, what took you, away what? the grease. Well, well, you know, you got a grease guy. Yeah, well, I actually have like three grease guys in, on deck. Uh, <clears throat> must be nice. What do you, how? What do you think their phones look like? Do you do think there's phones? a thin layer of film on the phone? They all have otters, you know. Oh yeah, otter like, cases. The, otter cases. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, the heavy not like ones. a not like the gay thing. Oh, <laughs> or the animal. Or they, or, or the, the or little, just, uh, or they just, they all. Otter. If you're the kind of guy who's in the grease trap removal biz, and you're like, I have a pet otter, I would say, sounds about right. Yeah, they're all very nice, but stinky. Otters uh, or grease guys? <laughs> Either one. The greaseman. But I asked Sorry for what derailing they, all I asked this. him what he did with the grease, and he's like, you'd be surprised at all the things that they're in, but mostly it gets put into, into asphalt and tarmac and things like that. Oh, There's wow. so much used grease in our streets and pavement. No kidding. Yeah. Very interesting. So there you go. It goes both ways. So funny that they say don't don't dump the the grease or the oil because it'll drain into the wait a minute drain into the gutters and then into the ocean. Are you? But the fucking gutters are made out of it. Are you still vegan if you drive on top of asphalt? That yeah. is oil fossil fuel that's been used uh, to fry chicken with. Are you still vegan if you drive, period, and use gasoline that's fossil fuel? That's dead animals, bro. My argument was more fun to talk about. Oh, yeah, right. vegan people have to fly. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. By, like, flapping their wings. Yeah. yeah. Not on a plane. Yeah, yeah. 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 Methane, sure. yeah. Hang something like that. Mm-hmm. The new hard line. That's right. Not driving on animal-used oil asphalt. Or, uh, in, a, in an ironic <laughs> twist, the only way to be vegan is to walk on grass. Just kill yourself. <laughs> do you, I think Just kill do you yourself. remember when there was like Hi, vegan, vegan people who would say like they don't walk on grass? Yeah, and fruit, I don't remember that's, that. That one's. I heard that and fruitarians were always my favorite. I, well, the people who own Michael's Diner in Berkeley, which was a famous old vegan yeah. uh, like fifties diner style place, that had the best fried chicken sandwich ever. Um, the whole family was fruitarians. They have like black teeth, essentially. Yeah, I mean, they did not look. Healthy. And wasn't Steve Jobs a fruitarian or that something I like don't that? Know. No, he that looks I don't regular. Know. Maybe that's how he passed away. No, I, I heard that that was like, or I think he was a fruitarian for a while, or something similar to that. And then like, we should explain fruitarians to the listeners. Fruitarians are people who only eat fruit that has fallen, fallen. off the tree, not picked. Exactly. Not picked. God, fallen. God has used its gravitational. I don't pull. Know, is there a religious, religious aspect? There's not a religious aspect. I think to it. there's no. one. Religion I was just saying, like, by the only way sure. is is no, gravity. Our Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, has plucked that plum. I think they're placed are it on the lawn. Really strict Buddhists that only eat fruits that have sure. fallen. I think even in the newest chef's table, she mentions some people that. Know how they avoid picking them and just that wait tight for the ones that fall. Yeah, mm. mm-hmm. that's a good one. If she's you great. It. She's we're... great. Yep. Well, I've got some notes here. Fire away. Do it. Do it. I was just. Um, I've just. We just have a whole barrage of weird things. Have you speaking of vegetarian stuff? Have you guys seen people whipping garbanzo bean juice? Yeah. Mm-mm. I I just recently saw that. Like, well, they it's an emulsifier. Yeah, so like the, no? so when you when you get a can of garbanzos and you drain it out, that liquid you can whip it into a 
non-dairy, vegetarian, for like foams, legume-based, like. It basically looks like whipped cream when you whip it. And yeah. you can use that and like fold it into cakes and other baking things like More that. More so that, even like molecular uh, gastronomy, because mm. it's such a strong, uh, like a high level of proteins that, it's, uh, mm-hmm. that it won't break down. What would you use Which that for? I, mean, I guess. If you were going to do something cool with it, Stewie. Uh, you put it in, what are those? Are called? Like a, Souffle? No, the canisters that are charged with. Uh, CO2, like oh, right, right, right. You, do you like would a, use that, just use like that for a foam, yeah. Just shake it up, use it for foam, like chef table tip. It's like I'm sure they have a recipe with it on chef table. But then you'll, you're, then you're gonna or have chef steps. Sorry, not chef table. Chef you're gonna have a no, nasty chef steps ass, always. Like, Ooh, what is this foam? And it's and it just tastes like garbanzo beans. What would you do to it? I mean, it's such would you a juice the, it up the juice with the itself is is pretty natural. Is, is, yeah, it's, it's not neutral, but it doesn't just like scream garbanzo beans. I mean, it is. Well, it depends on how much sodium's in it because it varies from like. Definitely from bean to bean, like I scream garbanzo. But I think it's kind of neutral. I mean, like because sometimes fairly, I think it's a tight ass thing that oh, I want to explore. Well, it's like what else are you gonna do with it? So I, it's like like that's why I'm asking. I you. love when there's no food waste, and so right. you can reuse that that juice for something. So else. you're going nose to tail in a can of garbanzos? Always, <laughs> I swear to God, it's for real. <laughs> I used to, I used to uh, when I made uh, hummus at home, I would save that juice because I. I would need water anyway, so I might as well use the concentrated water that came in the can. Yeah, but there's so much soda. No, ba- whatever. I, I buy. I buy the. That's I, crazy. I don't buy the sodium. Right. Uh, I get the non. The plainest, plainest crap. Yeah, that's that's like when you're pouring out the can of tomatoes to make the sauce, and then you run it under the hit it under the water, and we could use that to make a stock with. If you want to make a vegetable stock, I think it'd be great. It's, just, it's a great base. Mm. It's just so rich. Mm-hmm. It is very rich, which is okay. You can cut it. Add more water. You can thin it out. Yeah, but not wasting. It's great. I like that idea. Yeah, I'm curious about that. That Bourdain has this whole series coming out next that he's trying to. He's like doing a, a Kickstarter for about uh, uh, all the the food waste in everybody's home. Just everybody overbuying and uh, just mm-hmm. trashing and trashing and trashing and trashing. People are just pissing where their money and, just, and natural series. resources. So, okay, yeah, that's true. That's next. And the weird laws they have for grocery stores not being able to give away their old. Fruits and vegetables and meats and things to homeless shelters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the really bad stuff. Super depressing. Yeah. Hi guys. <coughs> I was um I was listening to an interview with Wolfgang Puck on the Eater podcast, which is not good, but I still listen to it. <laughs> I have to hate all other podcasts. No offense to you, Eater. Shout outs to Eater. Shout outs to Eater. <laughs> and and, and there and Wolfgang Puck he opened cut his steakhouse restaurant in New York recently. And it's, oh. and it's been getting, I didn't know that. It's been getting shit on on the reviews, really. Mm-hmm. Which, as it kind of should be, because I mean, like the LA one, the LA cut is is, not great. is notoriously overpriced for what you get. I take it there's a Vegas one too, right? There's got to be a Vegas cut, probably. Yeah, yeah there's a, there's there's, there's like a million, but he's got a million. Wolf he's got one. Yeah. He's got a cut in Vegas, New York, London, Dubai, probably one in China as well. Yeah. But he I was he was kind of but the the thing they were bringing up like. Pete Wells shit on it, and the guy from Eater gave it a bad review as well. And, and Wolfgang Puck was just kind of like, "These guys don't know shit." Like he was, he was like really coming out and swinging, like, "Oh, the guy from Eater, what's his name?" He was reviewing it, like he doesn't know anything about food. He's just an amateur. I know, I know more about food than he does, and I know it's it tastes true. good. <laughs> and he doesn't know what he's talking about. And it was so cool to see. It was kind of like when you see Sick. like. Like an interview with Clint Eastwood or something like that, and he just right. doesn't care what he's saying anymore because sure. he's old and, and a millionaire. Yeah, there's a little bit of that going on not, without the racism and the crazy, yeah. crazy old grandpa vibe. Having but, not heard this, I'm so surprised because every time I've heard him talk, I'm always so impressed about like how modest and understated he is as yeah. a person, super measured. So maybe yeah. he just lost it. But I mean, he, he wasn't he wasn't like yelling or going crazy, but he was just kind of. Calmly, matter-of-factly saying, like, these guys don't know what they're talking it's all, about. It's all, look, it's also the argument of, you know, critics versus people who create artists, filmmakers, musicians, mm-hmm. and then critics, and that back-and-forth conversation of who are you to judge when you don't create yourself, or is the only judge the one that doesn't create, so they have no bias for the process, that it's yeah. truly the experience. I, I mean, love it. It's, it's a back-and-forth conversation, but... I will say what he's doing, or at least I've eaten a cut 
a few times in L.A. and never because I wanted to go or would pay for it. Mm-hmm. But it's it was very William Morris related. It's very straightforward food, right? Like in a way that, like, it is. If there's anything that is kind of easily judgeable or reviewable, I mean, you look at the varying reviews of Baru, and most people loved it. But the people who didn't and the detractors are like, oh yeah, sure. Like what you wrote about Baru, that's not the restaurant you should ever eat at, right? Yeah. But if you're just making really overpriced Wagyu steak and serving like a side of sautéed morels and a three thousand dollar bottle of wine, like mm-hmm. you're not really swinging for the fences in far of like really asking people to engage something. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like sure, I bet that it sucks then. And you and you're really you're opening yourself up to criticism from a much broader group. Well, look, it also, you know, you, you put yourself with a crosshair on your back when you charge as much as they do. Exactly. And mm-hmm. that's another part of it, too. Like, if it was reasonably priced and, you know, in a place where it's like, I don't know, they were really trying to do value for what you're eating, which mm-hmm. is the opposite and not the point, and that's fine. Those restaurants aren't for me, and I understand that people sometimes just want to spend a lot of money regardless of the quality of the food, mm-hmm. trying to impress people, whatever it is. But... It's not like they're not trying to give you value. They're just trying to make you feel uh, exclusive and special mm-hmm. and privileged. And that's like an experience that is not for, that's it's not about the food. Right. And, that, and, and, and they, were, they kind of talked a little bit more about the, the changing of the guard of that style of cooking versus a new, more modern style where it's a little more technique and imaginative and based cooking and he was and he was saying like people people want luxury ingredients that are prepared well and and simply done and and that and there's always going to be a market for that as opposed to a really funky thing that costs a lot of money but you if you know if you're if you work in the biz and you know how much it costs to buy all these ingredients and prepare it then, then you know that there's not the same value as like here's a, a wagyu steak that costs 150 dollars, and you and you've been to a butcher and know how much it costs, and that makes sense. Versus, I'm charging you 28 dollars for this t- shrimp cocktail or something, you know. So we were talking about that, and another thing that that Wolfgang was saying, he brought up Alma, really? As, yeah, as an example of. The restaurant type where it costs a lot of money, but you're not getting luxurious ingredients. So that's what. So he wow. he, th- he, he thought that's put- why it closed. He's like, I don't think Alma's bad. I thought the food was good, but he thinks the reason why they closed down after a year after being voted the best restaurant of by Bon Appetit was because. You go there, you spend one twenty-five for a tasting menu for you and your girlfriend. You buy a bottle of wine, and then by the time you get out of there with tax and tip, you spend four hundred bucks or something like that. And you didn't get lobster, you didn't get truffles, you didn't get wagyu, you didn't get whatever. All these things where you see like a value attached to the price, kind of thing. Jeez Louise, he's but that may, he's going crazy. I'm, he's not going crazy. That's that's. That's the. Or, I mean, he's, in he's, my opinion, that's the wrong answer. The the answer is that he's old. <laughs> the answer that he's an I mean, old, classically French trained chef, maybe one of the greatest yeah. in the world, maybe the all time biggest celebrity chef. I don't know if you want to say Batali. I think the tradition of him. I mean, yeah, he, he's, there, he's, there will he's, never he's be anyone global. like him. He's. I mean, exactly. But like he also comes from a place in a time where luxury items, regardless of what they were, it's a, symbol, it's a status symbol. Yeah, it, he sure comes is. from a time where eating was a status symbol more than mm-hmm. it was an experience. Well, and an appreciation for the subtlety didn't exist. For an analogy inspired by our friend Jimmy from North Carolina, who just came in for, your brother, for my brother's wedding. <laughs> for your... <laughs> to for, uh, yes, he is. Much like a Michael Jordan in his prime in the 80s and 90s, could do no wrong, and now current... 2017, Michael Jordan is just kind of a crazy old guy who does kind of wrong, weird shit, right? Yeah, you know what 100%. I mean? Like he, like he's kind of like a scumbag now. He's always been a scumbag. It's just known that he's a scumbag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, I, I will. The bloom is off the rose I, for these. I guys, understand maybe. what you're saying about the analogy. I mean, or you're using that as an analogy, but more, I disagree with that. <clears throat> not in a way that you're wrong. I just don't. 
That's not the point I'm making, and I don't think that. I just mm-hmm. think that he's coming from a place and a time that what defined a restaurant in the 80s and mm-hmm. what he cut his bones in and what made him a celebrity. Though he, if he keeps using, I haven't heard this interview, but if he keeps using the term luxur- luxurious ingredients, right. that is not the point. That's like, you know, that's like buying the Bentley instead of the Tesla. I mean, that's not a good analogy. It's, it's, but no, but the point is like he's <clears> not, yeah. he's of an era where it was, the point was not necessarily the, pushing the boundaries of what food is and incorporating art into it. But what is the most expensive, finest, black truffled, rare piece of meat that I can serve mm-hmm. where the value added is not anywhere near the experience that you get from something much more interesting and much more forward thinking? Mm-hmm. It's like, what is the rarest thing that I can find to charge these people so much that makes them think this is the only place they can get it? It's not even that it's the most rarest. What is the most, per- what is perceived to be the most rarest? Or, well, yeah, most exactly. No, because, I mean, on that scale of. Yeah. I mean, look, this is like literally the era of lifestyles of the rich and famous. Exactly. I mean, like this is, mm-hmm. this is like yeah. yacht food. And it's, it's kind of uh, like two different business models competing with each other. Like he's of the model of like buy a very expensive ingredient that people want, charge a lot of money for it, and it works, versus try to figure out a way to take an ingredient that doesn't cost as much and elevate it to a level where you can make more of a profit margin or, and still be affordable. Kind of, like that's the kind of thing that's a little more interesting. It's like find some, find a, you know, have an amazing dish that costs $10 to order like at Baru or something like that where a lot of thought goes into it and a lot of unique ingredients go into it. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's high dollar, but Look, that's it's something you've never had before and that's something that you can attach a value to without... A dollar sign, kind of. I agree with that, except that I also want to say, like, he doesn't know what his business model is. He's got <laughs> 400 restaurants, 17,000 restaurants and airports, a frozen <laughs> food line, a soup. I mean, like, mm-hmm. his empire, like, come on. Yeah. Like, he, I can't imagine that he's just, like, show, like looking at the numbers every week from <laughs> all of his restaurants, wow. going over what's going on, and be like, oh, we could make more money on salad here. <laughs> like that shit's not I mean like that's yeah. so far gone he's so far removed from the day to day and he should be and he deserves it I'm not and mm-hmm. I'm wrong. I don't know him personally but Which the idea just, that like he's yeah. over there defending his restaurant and it's like did he talk about in the interview how involved he is in the restaurant or did they ask kind him kind of yeah and he claimed that he was just like I was there every day for the four months before opening kind of thing no but he was saying that he'll go and he'll meet with the chef and kind of go over what's fresh and seasonal and what can we do with it to kind of change around the appetizers it, it, it kind of does seem a little bit like bullshit i don't want to call him a lag because i don't know him and i don't think I, i've only heard him talk well, i do know him and he's a very sweet <laughs> no but i've only heard him talk and thought he was very charming every interview i've heard and i, mm-hmm. I like the guy but like i just find it hard pressed to believe that he's as involved in the restaurant as involved defending it Mm-hmm. Like, if he's out there just, like, calling out Alma and, you know, firing back at these critics, it's like, that's fair. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious about how much actual day-to-day and how much involvement you had in creating what you're defending. And at the end of the day, how well do you know what you're defending to begin with? Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I don't know. I want to know what weird shit Wolfgang Puck does with his day now that he's in his... He just makes espresso and, like, reads a book. I hope so. I don't know, man. I hope so. Isn't he, he's like Austrian or German? Yeah. Uh, You know, German people do weird shit. We all know that. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was just listening, I was listening, maybe it was a TED talk. Somebody was talking about how countries that have been severely attacked in wars, like places of, of crazy war zone, like Japan or Germany and things like that, like, the generations that spawn from those disastrous events cause people to have... It seems like they, on the surface level, have things together, but then underneath it, they're, they're into some weird shit, like Japanese people and German people. Stereotypically, all of you guys. Sure. Huh. I wonder. So maybe Wolf... But Wolfgang was around during WW2, probably, right? He's not quite that old. Which are old ass. Not like as a relevant human being. So no, he, he, might he was on the front lines. Yeah, he was on the front Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He was affected by it, I'm sure. Anyway. Oh. Just sucking on a schnitzel. <laughs> I want to, okay, I'm going to, when this is done, I'm going to go listen to that interview, though. I'm curious now. It is a little yeah, interesting. I kinda, also, the other side of, outside of anything that he's talking about, 
I like that man getting fiery in his old age. I do too. I, plow, plow, plow. I love it when Shots anybody anybody yeah. who's in that position where you have to kind of be this political politician standpoint of never really saying anything that crazy and just being very agreeable and moving things along. Whenever anybody says something that's true and honest and real like that, I well, just I wouldn't go that far. It. I mean, that just kind of punches back because now you're kind of just describing our, our president and how he got into it. <laughs> yeah, so um, well, because that she doesn't come always on, pan we out. know he's not talking about the T word. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not you. I'm just saying. Like, so you're describing somebody who's just brazen for brazen's sake because he clearly didn't do his homework and he's just talking bad about Alma because he was just <laughs> because it seems like he was just misinformed. But if you didn't know that Alma went through their legal struggles and and they shut down and blah, 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 you could probably make a, you could connect, that gets a decent um, That's true. notion to connect the dots. Like, well, maybe this happened because of this. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, it didn't. I'm, I'm just more, sure. He's saying in the food world, too, because Jason's, one of his, one of his main points he speaks very often <laughs> about is how everybody's so nice in the food world and no one wants to put anybody on blast. It's hard to. It's just the same I know. with politics. It's I know. Sure, really sure, hard sure, sure. to. It is hard to. But that, but there are direct ramifications of of of, of doing these things. Mm-hmm. Like there, yeah, it's there's a reason why Michael Jordan didn't speak out. He had fucking a a, a cash flow mm-hmm. coming in that was like stopping him from doing so. Don't fuck my money up, baby. Hundred percent. I need that, that Hanes dollar. Yeah, Gatorade, Nike. I mean, Jesus, Hanes and dollar. And the Don't dollar. drop me, raid. Yeah, <laughs> raid. Yeah. <laughs> Wheaties, same diff. So. There's that. Mm, so what have we been cooking lately, guys? Are we, have we been working on any new dishes at home? Nibbling it up? I've been cooking some at the restaurant. Because uh, giving these guys breaks, it's a lot of fun. I've been playing around in the tandoor. It's, it's, you guys should come in one day during when it, in between lunch and dinner. It's, it's pretty neat to cook. Tell me about thing. these tandoor plays. I was just not even playing around. I was just like getting good at it. So it's, the tandoor... It's it's it, a big ass hot oven. Yeah, it looks like a trash can. Yeah, it, it looks like a <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Walk me through the ten door, baby. Well, it's the reason our kitchen's so hot because we have an open air oven. You know, how do you heat that thing? Is that charcoal? No, Wood? Yeah, uh, we can't. It's just beans. It'd be so hard. It's just gas. It's gas. Yeah. yeah, it's gas. So is there flame? Is there From exposed the flame or is there flame heating up the clay? Exposed flame. Exposed flame. Exposed so flame. If, if, Both. Technically, so, so, you know. So if dough fell in the middle, it would catch fire. Yeah, I mean, you it have time hit to flame. scramble it. Sure. Uh, no, um, so if you look into the bottom, there's a ring that's about six to eight inches in diameter, and it's about four inches up. So that if the dough fell, it could fall below it and to the size of it. Oh, okay. So the flame goes up. So you have, like, I, when you pull it out and you the dough out, you have to long metal sticks and one has a an l-shaped spike that you hook into it at some point and then one is a a little like a spade mm-hmm. and then you use that to scrape along the wall and you pry so it's like a and if you look in videos of tandoors popping them out it's like it's like just i'm doing a motion right now of like flipping a pizza and you're just like you're basically flipping them up out of the oven they're like flying and there's another cat catching it and chopping it as you go and like one guy just going all throughout the tandoor. So boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. And the thing that ours is, uh, which makes sense, it's it's 365, but ours is in a corner. And the whole deal with the tandoor is that you can walk around the whole thing and use mm-hmm. and constantly putting bread all around. And or you, having two people work the tandoor because you can. it's hard to see. And you can't do that. And we can't do it because we're, we're in the corner. In the corner. It's it. just the way. To, so if you have a gigantic kitchen, ideally your tandoor would be away from a wall so you can access it from all sides. That um, makes sense. And it is an arm hair scorcher. Oh, what do you think the temp on that bad boy is? Uh, Six billion? It'll get... Uh, well, it opens and closes, so it drops. It goes up and down. Do you have a thermometer in there? Oh, the thermostat on the X here, so you get close, of course. But, you know. What about... Probably, are you doing meat What's a read for? Yeah, everything. everything. Uh, oh, God, it's been a while. Okay, I, why am I blanking? It's, uh, it's like in like 450 land. Uh-oh. Okay. You know, um, I think. God, I'm sorry. I have to get back to you. Um, because Andres Breville can do 450. Easy. Yeah. That brevi gets real toasty. Really toasty? <laughs> if you're not sticking your arm and slapping a piece of dough against the wall. Basically, what I'm You don't doing, know me. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you make your pizza? You slap it against the wall of your oven? Because that's basically what it's like to make a naan or a roti. You, you, it, so, look, yeah, walk me. So, so, so tell me it, how we, we get the naan bread. Funny. It's just like when I, I worked at a I worked. I used to manage a pizza, a pizza place, an Italian restaurant called Maximiliano. And seeing these trays of dough, little balls of dough, it's so similar. Uh-huh. You take it out and you slap it between your hands, and you hit it with a little flour, and then you kind of like start to stretch it. But with a pizza, you're trying to get that lip or that edge. With us, you don't want to because it's not going to cut evenly. So you're trying to get it relatively flat. So I've just been watching Chef and been like uh, picking his brain, and I use my f- fingers like a like i'm just like a little kid playing a piano and i'm just like bashing little divots 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 and you're basically you're loosening it up and so when you're touching it you put it on the cutting board you just holes holes divot 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 till like you know you're going crazy and you and you're moving it and then you slap it between your hands like uh like you fold it over i mean i can't describe this via what does it look like i'm doing right now basically you, like you have it doing... between your two hands, and you go side to side, and you're stretching it, but you're also shifting it. Like and... you're putting your two hands together like you're going to do down by the banks <laughs> with somebody else. Exactly. And then going over and under. Mm-hmm. And you're, and you're, under, you're I mean, and it's, under. it's a similar it. motion when, when, a, when you're working the pizza it's dough. It's so much like working pizza dough, except you're just not trying to create that, a.k.a. crust, that little like lip, half-inch lip. You just don't want to do that. Sure. That's exactly what it's like. And then you stretch it over this... Um, it looks like a catcher's mitt. If uh, a big, it's like a six-inch, almost eight-inch around ball of old towels, and then you have a pressure <laughs> on it because, like, and, and then on the bottom there's a knot. Like, it sounds like a Russian it. insult, kinda. So you have something to to hold on to, mm-hmm. and then you stretch it over the towel and you slap it in there, and you start with the bottom, and then you and you work your way up to the top. And the first few times is terrifying, and now I'm realizing why some chefs have uh, chef's coats that go all the way to their wrist because you totally mm-hmm. want you, it, it, these guys don't. But if I was working, I would want full sleeve. If I'm working the tandoor, because uh, then it's like just the not going to like not even the, the leather, in. just even like standard, even like a a, a button down shirt. When I go and I'm working the tandoor, which happens so rarely, no. But when I do, I, I my sleeves are rolled up to my elbow. I'll roll all the way down, right, just to protect my arm that much. A little protection because it's so sketchy. So you should be wearing like a fencing uniform, is what you're saying. Yeah, you could, but I mean, most of these folks just wear a t-shirt. So right, I don't want to be. And how long does it take to cook the naan in there? If you're sixty seconds. If you're not busy, sixty seconds. If you are busy, longer. If it's like open and closing, then it's like the, the right. temp drop. So that's yeah, a tr- yeah, yeah. it's just like you got to peek, you got to look, and you're just like mm. really. It's so similar to cooking pizza. You're just looking for that blister. Yep. And then, so when you put it in... So the pizza's vertical. Exactly. You, you slap it in, and you put it on edge, and then you, with the, the metal stick, the skewer, that has the point, you know, for the hook, you poke little holes so you don't get big old bubbles because you want it to be right. like as flat right, as possible. Right, right. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. huge. So you poke, 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 and then you... So truly an art form. Yeah, it's truly an art form. And then you close it, and you leave it ajar adjacent to where it is because... Uh, the steam. Air needs to get out. Yeah, and the, the steam. steam. So, yeah, and that's yeah. what. So you, 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 and if it's all the way closed and you open it, you get a fucking big old ball of flame too, or the or it'll go out. That's why. Yeah, when you're super doing, sketchy. When you're doing like high heat grilling on like a, on a komodo oven or like a barbecue with a hard lid, you burp it. Is what mm-hmm. the term is where yeah. you, you you basically like stand back, open the lid, wait three seconds, let air go in because as soon as that opens, there's almost a vacuum depending on how you have the vents sent. Hundred percent. That just sucks the air in and it just goes. Like it could be a fireball if you did if you did it the wrong. Time. Sometimes so I burp thing. my rice cooker so I don't overflow the I'm just water. Waiting, I'm just waiting for that joke. To come in. Just waiting for no, I burp. literally burped it today. Not joking. Wait, what? <laughs> On my rice cooker, sometimes if it's if it's if it's too full, the water will like bubble up like a pot over over boiling, right? And it'll kind of like creep some bubbles up, and then like. Like gummy rice water will overflow onto my counter. This is like this, but with your face getting mm, burned off. Yeah, <clears throat> this is more like I don't want a big. I want to keep my eyebrows. Me. When yeah. we're making the a cheese naan, yeah, how does that work? Is the cheese inside? Yeah, or is the cheese outside? No, so you. <laughs> I like cheese. It's it's follow up question. Do you have any cheese? Any cheese? cheese? Did I do that? Um, you. It's both. Stupid. It's it. You use the. Um, the roller, a rolling pin, and 
you get the cheese to go throughout the knot. Hmm. The cheese and the chili and the and the interesting. And so the, the so, cilantro. So the cheese is marbled it's, on the in and the out, yeah. all over it. Mostly, kind of like in the middle, you know, of the actual naan itself. So you're not folding it like a quesadilla, and it's not just on the exterior. Because when we do have a, a rosemary naan, you do put the rosemary and you sprinkle it, and, it's, and it ends up being on the top. Or if you get a garlic naan elsewhere, which we don't serve, but we do rosemary. Mm. Um, you, Yo, garlic naan's tight, though. Garlic naan is know. tight, but everybody does garlic naan. It's true. So it's ubiquitous. Naan. And we have butter chicken Still. and chicken tikka masala, which is like a great tomato sauce. And rosemary naan with the butter chicken is great. It's like Ital- Italian seasoning. It's really, really good. You got me there. Didn't it's it just make good. you want to go there and eat that right now? Yeah, kind of? yeah, I don't want to go to your stupid thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that I made all this food for. <laughs> I just want to go to your restaurant and drink Stupid beer. Stupid as a wedding party. And you know, we could do that. <laughs> Hell no. Well, we could do both. Well, one someday soon you will do a, the stew. Can't from, wait. Cannot yeah. wait. You guys seriously come in for lunch service. I mean, sorry, I'm telling. I don't do it. I don't do Indian friends for lunch. on a podcast. But yeah, I do Indian for come breakfast. in and check I love it out. Indian food. Mm. Yeah. I do that shit anytime. Oh, it's just fun to cook on a thing that you never cooked with before. Oh, I can't wait. To wait, will so you? Would you let us tender? Yeah, of course, dude. You guys have long arms. So I'm tell- it's dude, it is such a trip. There's can a I guy- touch the bottom? You can, I do an, can. can I do an Oreo? My grandma door. has a, <laughs> has one of those of gloves. Of glove. Should I wear the of glove? It's good protection. No, sure, actually. If you is can that- have an of glove that goes all the way up to your shoulder, that'd be great. Is Ooh. that a hard no on the Oreo nun? No, it's not a hard no. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll we'll do a we have a maybe we'll do a bong appetite and we'll put Oreos in, like a run, in there with a runs topper. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, sprinkles, <laughs> say Oreo in like a shaker, a salt shaker, like a Parmesan shaker, and we'll just crumble it on there. Gangster, I would love. What else? I, I cannot tell you. This is the first time you've told me that I can do that, so I'll be there next week. It just kind of popped in my head, really. So I cannot wait. Yeah, why not? Hmm. Um, oh. What else about that? That's about it. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Chili cheese on is way harder to cook than a regular naan. Oh, I would imagine. Roti's a bitch because roti is. Uh, so naan has roti's a, roti's a bitch, man. Uh, it's so thin, right? Uh, no, it's just it's it doesn't have a binder. It doesn't have dairy or or egg, so the dough is really malleable, and you can and you can stretch the naan with your hand, so you, you don't need a rolling pin. And the roti. It's like whole wheat and flour. Like it's super simple. It's like it's really like a spark. There's no bread. gluten. There's no, it's not uh, leavened. Mm-hmm. And that's the deal. There's gluten because it's wheat, gluten, but it's just yeah. not a leavened dough, so it's not malleable. So you have to do each one with a rolling pin. So if you have a table that has, you know, a bunch of curries and like five rotis, you basically like, mother, you used to like curse yourself and you like knock out this roti. And it is hard to do. And it's trickier because. Because it's so simple, if you overcook it by that, like the threshold for doneness is 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 tricky. Mm. It gets hard like that, and then some people like it. I have a suggestion: remove roti from your menu. <laughs> Honestly, this, I feel you. But uh, I think the I don't want to actually. Yeah, the brothers would be like, "Yeah, we could take, we could do that," but Papa's like, "No, it's like we've got to mm-hmm. keep. You know, something's got to got to be." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Respect. It just wouldn't be right if we didn't have the roti. And with certain <laughs> dishes, it really goes. When Indian people come in, they get the the dal makhani, the the lentils, and dude, it's like always with roti. It's something about roti and 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 like the veggie dishes makes they sense. Just always go well together, and it's really good. But then again, chili cheese naan with lentils, as Jason's had, is like almost like a bean and cheese burrito. Mm. Confirmed. It's super good. <laughs> so Put a that. little yogurt on there. Yeah, all right. Mm. A little del scorcho, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Smoke some scorcho in. Yeah, re- reveal a packet from your uh, breast pocket of your dress shirt. Yes. I won't have to remember to do that. It's always on me, baby. <laughs> I'm holding Caulfield over here. It's always on me. It's on your keychain. Uh, I think last time I was talking about making sopes with bone marrow in it. Sure. And I did it. You and it didn't work very well. <laughs> <laughs> it wor- it worked well, but you couldn't really taste the bone marrow. Right. It didn't offer any new flavors or yeah, it's a battle or richness, which was sad. And I've learned that I've, I've, I'm now very good at making sopes. That's awesome. But but sopes aren't that. I don't know, man. They're gut bomb, dude. They're kind yeah, of they're they're, heavy. they're, they're, they're real greasy, and they're kind of just I don't know. But it's kind of magical how they all come together. Did you get marrow bones from like Whole Foods? How'd you do the marrow? Yeah, I just got one marrow bone from Whole Foods. It Cheap, cost like two dollars and yeah. roasted it. In the oven for half an hour, mm-hmm. scooped it out, put the marrow in um, 
mortar and pestle and smush it up until it was just an emulsified chunk Oop. of fat. And then whisk that in with some masa flour and some water and salt. And then cooked it up. So and it was good, but it just didn't warrant the work because you could. If you, if you didn't know that there was bone marrow in it, you would never guess that right. there was bone yeah. marrow in it, and it was kind of. And then I and then I made a regular sope with, and then I got like a big scoop of the bone marrow and put it on top, and it just kind of like didn't really do that much. But that's like, see, that goes back to my crazy, regrettable rant about like ingredients and restaurants and menus and. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense for me to really complain about that, but I did. But that's the kind of thing that you'd be like bone marrow sope. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, because eh. you had a bunch of bone marrow left over each night from whatever prep you did yeah. for the restaurant. So you're like, oh, we'll throw bone marrow in it, call it bone marrow sope, and half the people be like, mm, really, that bone marrow hits hard, <laughs> really nice. <laughs> well, sometimes I've had dishes where the bone marrow sings really nicely, and it, and it is a uh, it is the home run part of the dish. And I've favorite. had it other times where. You, sure. you, you don't know. I'm not a big bestia head, but the bone marrow bestia was great. Yeah, that's that's a prime example. The bone marrow dish at bestia, it's, it's super good. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. No church and state. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. Oh yeah, I got it. Yeah, or or sneaky. The best bone marrow mm-hmm. outside of bestia was when we were in Tijuana and we went to the oh, you told the me about salad. That. Yeah, it's still my favorite. One of my favorite memories. That was my inspiration was so of the bone marrow sope. Oh, claro que sí. Claro que sí, Wayne. Sí, but now I'm really very good at making. Uh, but instead, <laughs> I, I pushed the the sope as far as I could. I, I, I now I just make it with just the masa flour, water, salt, and then um, I'll put in some Bob's red milk. Green uh, yeah. yeah. Bojangles seasoning. No, no, no that's no. That's mm-hmm. my favorite masa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob's yeah. red milk. The masa harina, so whatever. And then when you mix it with water, it really creates like this. Odd, like foam rubber, like consistency. Like when you mix the flour and the water, it almost aerates and becomes lighter than it was before. So are you doing? Are you doing a soup by mold where it's got like the little cup in it, mm-hmm. the little you divot? Form it. So yeah. You so little, you got a little. It looks like a sh- like a sh- when would mom would make or you would buy the packets of like strawberry shortcake. That little yeah. lip. So, and and I started. Uh, I would I I would I'd get like a green onion, <laughs> dice that up, and then I mix the green onion in. With the mixture, so there's kind of green onion all throughout it, yeah. and then you uh, form it into a patty. You can just do it, um, fold over a piece of plastic wrap, put like oh, a golf smart. ball size in there, and then you smush oh, it like out. Like a tea plate or like a little thing, like okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's and great. then um, and then you hit it on a dry grill pan or like mm-hmm. a cast iron or something like that for like a minute on each side. So you'll just cook it dry, a minute on each side. It what? cooks it for the most part. Both sides? What? Both about top and bottom with the lip. Funny. With the lip. If you, le- if you let me finish. And then you remove <laughs> the sope from the hot grill pan, let it cool down for 10 seconds, and then you form the lip. Ah, I like this. Afterwards, and then you do a shallow fry about a minute on both sides, and then it's done. You don't ever cover it and steam it during any of this, like a pot sticker? No, or like tint it, you know, like yeah, water. Like, yeah, I was thinking, I was I, thinking I that too. Like you would like put it on element. with some oil. Get that bottom real nice and crispy, and then like do a little tablespoon of water, put a cup on top, let it steam underneath, and then yeah, it's like, no, the dry is, makes sense too, though. This is this, but this is the traditional way that soap yeah, is made. I've done it. So you you, not, you form them just into a, like a, a thick mm. tortilla, then you dry cook just like you would do a tortilla. Remove it, and while it's still malleable and hot, then you form the lip around the edge. And then you do a, a shallow fry, and then when when you fry it after it's already been cooked on the grill, then uh, it, it's a little less susceptible to absorbing oil, but it still is just a oil bomb, which it's a bummer. which is a bummer. Requires a lot of oil. And then I made it, and I was like, all right, it tastes good. I got it it's tasting as good as it's ever going to taste. And then I made like this, I made like this shaved fennel guacamole crema slaw. It looked really good, and I ate it, and it fucking tasted like shit. I just gave up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot That's of work. That's the way it goes, man. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I'm not feeling it. That's why there's like one person that makes those at a restaurant. It's like, okay, you're on this station. And, uh, <clears throat> but then I started thinking about other things. I started, um, one of the best tacos I've ever had in my life, the first time I went to Mexico to DJ, like 
10 years ago or something like that. I got a fried oyster chicharron taco. Damn, that it was just incredibly fried oyster good. Chicharron taco. So it was like a regular, like a real rustic corn tortilla, like three fried oysters in there, and then some pieces of chicharron in there. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of dressed like a fish taco, maybe like now a little bit of cabbage ch- and a little crema and some salsa. Is the chicharron awesome. like the packaged chicharrones or like the fresh made where there's like little ooey, pieces ooey. of like, yeah, there's like a little bit of flesh on and it. some and hair on crispy. there. A little bit of both. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Those are gnarly. And it tasted amazing. Yeah. And I was looking it up and there wasn't really that much online. I could, there was, it wasn't really that. I mean, it's, it's an obvious pairing of oysters and pork. Yeah. And I didn't really see much online. And then I was thinking the fried oyster... Whenever you get it, it's usually like a cornmeal dusted, mm-hmm. or like you hit it in flour, then an egg wash, and then cornmeal or something like that. Something. You fry it for a minute, and it's done. And then uh, I was thinking, get the oyster, hit it in the uh, the masa flour, egg wash, and then pork rinds in the food processor oh, like into yeah, a breadcrumb, and rolling it in that, and then frying, which I haven't tried yet, but I'm going to try tomorrow. Do you guys think that will work? And then I w- learned that there's a whole world. I, I, I think it's certainly worth trying, if you're asking. But what were you saying? And I was, you saying? And, and I was wondering, like, will the chicharron just burn up and die in the I mean, fryer? But then maybe I was doing maybe some not. research, and there's a whole market of like low carb paleo Atkins people where you replace breadcrumbs with ground up pork rinds, and Jeez. it's a it's a thing. Like you can just go on Amazon and buy a bag of powdered pork rinds that are breadcrumb substitutes. That's funny. I was, you know, it's funny you mentioned about breadcrumb substitutes because I was trying to think of um, uh, a gluten-free version of that. I'm sure there's a million, mm-hmm. but off the top of my head, I was trying to think of something, something kind of interesting, and I was wondering, like, blending puff rice <clears throat> or, like, rice crackers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and seeing... Because I, I wanted to make a meatloaf, um, but the person I wanted to eat it with is gluten-free... And I was like, okay, so breadcrumbs, can't do a bunch. Do you guys think that just blending up some nice rice crackers would probably be decent enough and just use the same proportion? What if you yeah. also did, you could try that. I would go brown versus white because mm-hmm. it's more analogous to the flavor of bread. Cause yeah, But Good if point. you toasted some chickpeas, Ew. that would work because we use chickpea flour a lot for, right. for things, and we have like a, a fried catfish everyone just assumes it's got gluten but we use chickpea flour instead and it's gluten free and it's really good yeah, but cornmeal is a different texture than breadcrumb 100 percent. but but I what no chickpea saying. not corn chickpea no no no. but i'm saying yeah. like if the, if you're saying like if you're doing catfish in something yeah. and they think it's a breading they probably think it's like cornmeal it's yeah but it's cornmeal like, but with uh oh, some, chips. yeah if you're gonna do a batter for some sort of even like but cornmeal is already gluten free right Right. Yeah, but you it's not it. just corn. You don't. You wouldn't. You had cornmeal and a flour a lot of time for. Yeah, what if you? Sure. What if yeah, you so get yeah. some corn tortillas, like some nice guisados, rustic tortillas? Hit them in the food processor, make some breadcrumbs out of that. that, would, that but you see, want a neutral flavor, though. No, but what you guys are missing, or not missing, but the reason why I always like using panko is because it does the job in the same amount with less breading, but it does kind of the same filling. It may it makes a better texture, lighter texture. Yeah. The panko is the scrub daddy of the food world. It sucks yeah. it up like a damn sponge. So if you're blending like toasted chickpeas, or if you're using like a guisado's tortilla, you're gonna, it's going to be dense. It's going to be That's like true. an old school like Same. like a that, you know that well, breadcrumb your grandma used to get like in the carton. That's just like mm-hmm. just straight up. Might as well just be like flour. It's like gunpowder. Yeah, you don't want that. Just a can full of BBs. So that's why I thought like rice, rice crackers is, would be. I think that's a good closer idea. Closer to closer to what panko mm-hmm. would be than something else. Yeah, rice I like the rice crackers. Something dehydrated. Yeah, would be good because that's then what you, you have the pores. So that's what. Yeah, like you know, I said chickpeas again, but yeah, chickpeas. I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm gonna try this. Good. I'm gonna try my meatloaf recipe with uh, rice crackers. Stand by, and that's readily available. Mm-hmm. So that's easy. Yeah, it's you very just, easy. Boom, you blast, you pulse it in the food processor, and bam, bam. I've been thinking about doing a meatloaf, but an al pastor meatloaf. Why oh, not? yeah. That sounds great. 100%. Where you got all the al pastor marinade, like you blend pineapple all the, juice the and chilies all. Yeah, and the pineapple juice and all that stuff. And you mix it into that slurry of brownness. Mix that in with your ground pork. I would, I, whatever you're doing, I would cook it off first. Cook what off? The pineapple. Anything wet. 
onions, garlic. Anything that's going to release water, oh, you yeah. want to cook. You don't want to put like pureed pineapple in there. Negative raw. space thing going on. You're yeah. just going to release a bunch of water, and it's not going to hold the texture. Yeah. So if you want to do al pastor, that's I think it's great. I can't wait to try it. But I would whatever mixture you're using, mm-hmm. cook off. So yeah. onions, garlic, pineapple, mm-hmm. whatever chilies, whatever. Yeah, else once you're again, doing, what if you just get got that real reduced? Wicked smart. Remember, at, so at mothers we used to get. Uh, I, well, or, or mostly our mom would get these dehydrated pineapple rings. So if you blasted those and chopped up real spine and threw them in there, and then all the water's gone because you just dehydrated. Blast them. That could be good. Because I think that it'd be cool to get like a little bite of pineapple and a alpastor. Mm-hmm. Just a little fruit by the foot hit. That could be cool. I agree. Well, oh, you're right. Okay. The, 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 oh, the moisture. Yeah, no, it'll ruin, like, that's the... Isn't it so weird that, like, when you make, like, a turkey meatloaf or a turkey meatball, you add extra onions so there is moisture, mm-hmm. but then with a less dry meat, you want to cook yeah, it off to cup. remove that? I Cooking, do it, isn't do it crazy, it. guys? I yeah. only do, I only kind of add raw onion for my turkey burgers. Right. And the meatloaf, I'll cook it off by onion, but yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Do a blend. Do you give me a, tur- a turkey pork blend? Ooh. Ew, that's crazy. That, that reminds me of uh, of the turducken question. The ew, the pig, that cow. <laughs> yeah, the turducken, but you just put a pig inside of a oh, cow. Yeah, I that. that was yeah. Nikki's question, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, do we have any questions this week? Still want to try that? Didn't ask if we had any questions, but that's okay. But we can. Talk about the best thing that we had all week because it's that time of the day. I'll start things off. Last weekend was Easter. Shout-outs to uh, Jesus. The Resurrector. <laughs> <laughs> the original Resurrector. The original Resurrector. And the best thing that I had was the classic bunny cake that my mom made. That oh, was so cute. I wasn't there, but it's Shout cute. Shout-out. The bunny Woo. cake, it's so uh, you get a cake... A round, round sheet cake, that's the bunny face. And then you get another round sheet cake, and then you cut that into ears and, like, bunny shoulder, some shoulder meat. No, a bow tie. Bow tie. And then... It looks like a bow tie. Frosted up. She used, like, a Funfetti-style cake, which is obviously the best cake you can get. And then there's, like, a coconut buttercream frosting just coconut, like, a, like shredded coconut shredded co- shredded. so like, to, you to put, like analogous to the fur of a bunny analogous to the fur of a bunny it is that's right um and i don't even like cake same and just and i ate two pieces i ate one piece and then another i'm realizing that literally when it comes to cake i mostly just like it when we're at our mom's house and then Mommy. i house it there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like yeah deep grained nostalgia in our DNA of just like eating some cake when it's cake time. <laughs> yeah, like double dip it when it's cake time. Andre, when it's cake time, you eat that fucking cake. All yeah. right? I will. I don't like cakes at all. Neither do I. Don't but care I about cake. I so rarely order cake. Right? Every day I go to Proof Bakery and I look at the cake and I'm like, damn, that's a good looking cake. Never gonna eat it. Oh, fun fact: Cozy Kitchen, uh, uh, Adriana Darme is making our wedding cake. What's, That's incredible. What's the cool. cake going to be? Uh, pistachio strawberry, tentatively. With a, uh, she's been making these beautiful frostings with gradients. So I think it might be like a red and green gradient uh, frosting. Gradient. Cause, yeah, because uh, I guess sounds like a Christmas frosting. Sorry to side. I know. Sorry to sidebar, but I guess in in France, wedding cakes aren't white. They're usually some sort of colorful thing. Not like ex- always extravagant. But oh, like yellow or something. You know, not just like a atypical, perfectly classic green. French. Yeah. It's not trying to reflect the virginity of the bride as well as the white of the dress as well as the purity sure. of the ceremony mm. and both people involved. <laughs> no. We say no to cake blanc. 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 Cake blanc. So, yeah, shout out. That was mom's first best thing we ate all week. Wow. She's probably uh, doing the dishes right now, listening to this and being like, hell yeah. Nailed it. Fucking got that one. She's Good. Like, Sick. My son is married now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make this about you. This is about the best thing I ate all week. It's, this week Stewie. is all about me. <laughs> Drop that. Uh, ooh, serious marriage tangent. I, I guess best thing you ate all the last three months. Since yeah, you've you been have on the three show. months to go back. It's better be freaking good. All right, it's, this is a sweet one, and it's really good. So Jason gets this when he comes into Bad Match, and I haven't had it since I started, but I forget that it's like one of my favorite things on the on the menu. And I was 
I'm not working till Monday. So I was like, well, what do I get? What am I going to miss? Like, I should get something because I'm not going to eat this food that I eat every fucking day. And one of the you have cook, Stockholm syndrome now. And the cooks, one of the cooks there is like, duh, dude, get the wedding chicken, the butter chicken. You're about to get married. I was like, that is a good idea. So I got chili cheese naan and butter chicken, and it is crazy how tender and simple and and delicate yeah. that shit is. You got to come in and try I it. Can't wait. It's so good. Jason always, uh, Jason, yeah, I just talked to Jason before we started. He's like, yes, duh, it's my favorite thing on the menu. He's like, mm-hmm. I always forget to get it. I usually just eat. Lentils and rice because I'm there every day, so I should eat somewhat sensibly. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm getting married, I, I can go all hog wild and eat poutine and butter chicken. Yeah, is that for Indian people? Is that considered like basic food 101? Like, is it is it looked down upon as like an entry basic. level cuisine? No, I think it's like just like home cooking, you know? Right. Like, we just talked to for you know two minutes about meatloaf. It's like. I mean, if you see meatloaf on a menu, it's, it's like, it is and it isn't, you know? Like, if you nail it and it's really good, it's like, and you walk sure. into India, yeah, you're like, and you're in America, you grew up in India, you want home cooking. Like, our traditional menu is, like, totally home cooking. Like, it's, a lot mm-hmm. of the recipes come from what mom used to make. Their mm-hmm. mother, I knew, used to make it. She's the sweetest lady. And, mm. and they're just really simple. And the other side of the menu are more... You know, it's what you want, modern, what you're craving but, for. But yeah, if you're coming in and you have the you Indian know, peanut butter and jelly is what you're saying. Yeah, you haven't been home in a while and you want some home cooking. Yeah, you get the butter chicken and you just like, God, that hit the spot. Peanut butter and jelly on naan, by the way, something to think about. Yeah, well, sounds great, Andre. Yeah. Best thing you ate all week? I don't know, best thing I ate all week, but it was really good. We went to Hamlet's. That was so good. Yeah, that was incredible. I was going to say that that was that was that was probably the best thing I ate all week. But I think everything that I ate talked there, about that too I've much. already said is the best thing I ate that week. Mm-hmm. But the way they brought that whole platter out and we just posted up like kings. Mm-hmm. It was a really fun afternoon. Yeah, hung out with those two. Uh, hey, thanks for doing it with me. It was great. Pleasures on thanks mine. Thanks for being my bud. <laughs> Anytime, baby. Um, no, but so you had it too. I don't know the best thing I ate, but I've been trying to find a nice recipe for this for a while. Um, and it's like a Taiwanese meat sauce, or what some Chinese restaurants will call like Korean beef. Mm. But it's a really simple meal that you can eat, do with any ground meat, but traditionally it's ground pork. But it was like a quarter cup, it was a pound of meat, quarter cup soy sauce, quarter cup brown sugar, some dark soy sauce, some fish sauce, um, some Chinese black vinegar, good and stuff. a little Chinese five spice. Um, sesame oil? Sesame oil. Uh, and then just like some chopped jalapeno and chopped red pepper, um, and then just that sautéed in the wok, and it's kind of like that classic, really nice, comforty food, just over noodles or over white rice, nothing fancy, then a little scallion on top. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't made one that I was really happy with, and I've been trying to kind of find one, and, and I kind of I feel like I nailed it last night with a little stir fried rice. It. it was great. I ate dinner that night, and I ate that. As well, because it was that good. I had two dinners because that's how good it was. That but it also great. is super cheap, and it came together in like 20 minutes, and it's like one of those nice like back pocket. Wait, dude, if you have you, all that stuff in your cabinet you have that, If you have that in the cupboard and you got some ground meat, it's like it's such an easy thing to just kind of... But did it's it... really enjoyable. Did it make you want to get a wok that has crazy uh, BTU heat power? I mean, that's, I mean, that means I need a new either range or I need to have like a standalone something you know mm-hmm. like that link I sent you guys you guys didn't respond to I did we, we both not true at all I didn't see yeah it. I was like I wow what a great deal it's only 60 bones we both responded to it yeah, yeah. that's a so, so you just got $60 and it's a it's a gas propane burner that yep. you put a wok underneath it you need a wok and then you need obviously you have to buy like the $50 thing of gas from Home Depot that you can then refill cheaper the propane the accessories propane. Propane. yeah yeah Damn it, Bobby. Yeah, but I want to know how hot it very, gets. That is very pop-up friendly. It is. Dude, was, and then I said, you, you need to read your text messages because I said, the gym. it's time for us to do another pop-up. It sounds really good. Oh, I thought that. Okay, I thought that was a no, reference to something else. No, no. I was, uh, you, yeah, I, that, so listeners at home. I, I just had an anxiety attack. I, I, there are an anxiety attack. Yeah, I, just, I, I also have an anxiety attack. I don't know what I'm thinking. Follow uh, me on social media at them jeans. Don't ever say the P word again. Andre Conaparo has no social media because he's cool or a dork. Don't know yet. Dork. Stewie is at Stewie Stewart. One or the other. Stu Stewart. I don't or know. Stu Stewart. 
Just remember them jeans. Talltalespodcast.com is the website. <laughs> We're at. Find us on YouTube. We're not on YouTube. See you guys next week. <laughs> bye bye. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.